What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode. So let me ask you something. And this is going to be a, you know, you, you, this is something that is that every marketing department struggles with because everyone goes to marketing and they're like, hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do this? And marketing is always like, yeah, we can totally do that. Yeah, we can totally do that. Yeah, we can totally do that. Like even me at the moment at this stage right now in my current career with my company that I'm at, I'm the sole marketer at the moment. And we'll be hiring more people here shortly. So you're probably asking yourself how to successfully grow a facility management company in today's digital age while still remaining profitable. You know that marketing should probably be in the mix, but you may not know the best approach, the newest strategies, or which digital platforms market on. So how do you use marketing to grow your effort business today? That is a question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Javier Lozano Jr. and welcome to the Facility Management Marketing Podcast. We had another marketing uh, marketing director in, on our team. He left back in the end of November. Um, wish him the best of luck and I hope he's doing very well. But um, <clears throat> we, we parted ways and it's just what it is. And so for the past, what's what, right now we're at the end of March, so the past four months, we've been a one-man show, like literally, okay? And so this... Uh, this thing, you know, this is this is something I'm gonna ask you. You've gotta learn how to prioritize. So the ability to prioritize effectively and adapt quickly is a competitive advantage. And most marketing leaders don't have that ability, prioritization, okay? Like everything cannot be a priority. It, it can't. It just, there are some things that need to take a backseat and that's just what it is. There are some things that like you, 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 you say that like, well, this is important. Okay, cool. But is it more important than this? And like, well, everything's important. Not everything is important and not everything has equal weight. Not everything has equal weight. Let, let's just be honest here. Because if that was the case, then the CEO, okay, would be making the same amount of money as the assistant, okay? Or as the, like, you know, the, the, the uh, SDRs or whatever, like if that was the case. And that's not the case. The CEO has been brought in to make big, critical, big decisions that are going to move this business to the next to the next tier, to the next level, keep it in business, that sort of stuff. While an SDR, more of an entry level type sales position, is is just simply like working accounts and leads to try to get qualified stuff to like the ex account executives. Okay, so like that's not everything is equal. Unfortunately, it's just how it is. And so what I want you to understand is, is that if you're a marketing leader in the facility property space and or you're an aspiring leader in that space, like what I want you to do is I want you to start getting used to saying no more often and being comfortable saying that. I get approached a lot by, by cross-functional teams. Hey, I need you to do this or hey, this is important. Totally cool. Right now, this is what's on my plate. How important is that versus what I've got on my plate? And if someone says, oh, I didn't realize that you're doing those other things, this can wait. Okay, cool. Or I don't even say that. I just simply say like, hey guys, this is not gonna happen. So this is what's on my plate right now. This has been a priority for the past three weeks. It has not been done yet and I'm putting all my attention towards this. And so you've got to learn how to prioritize. And how I typically prioritize are things that are directly towards that, that reflect revenue or impacts revenue instantaneously 
that impacts revenue, not necessarily instantaneously, but immediately, or that impacts revenue down the road. Okay, so here are some examples that I'm, t- I'm gonna give you an example here, okay? So for instance, us getting our top of funnel figured out in our company, that impacts revenue immediately. So guess where most of my attention had gone for the first few months of me on my, on my new job at Ratmate? Towards that piece. So yes, I had to write emails and yes, we had to do social posts and yes, we had to do this. And like, and my CEO is like, we got to do this and we got to do that. I'm like, I totally get it. But like, we got to work on these things. And so we sometimes would have to like reprioritize stuff. And there were times whenever I asked, I told Chris, I'm like, Chris, like what's more important, this right here that you're asking me to do or what you told me last week that we, we can't do. And he's, I go, cause one has to give, I can't do both. And there have been times when he's like, you're right. And the decision you made is, is the right decision and we should go that direction. And so what I'm getting to is that like, typically in my opinion, as a marketing leader, you should be putting priority towards things that instantaneously reflects revenue. So top of funnel stuff can instantaneously reflect revenue because if you get the right type of leads into your funnel and your AEs or your SDRs are working those leads accordingly, that can impact revenue like right there and then, right? We figured that piece out and now things are on autopilot for the most part. Things that we also worked on was like, you know, changing email messaging and stuff like that, which is fine. I I don't mind changing email messaging, but here's the thing. Those things, if it's not tracked correctly, they don't produce top of funnel results. Okay. So like just because you're closing a whole bunch of people, does that mean that you should be changing your emails? Not necessarily. Um, And when I say changing your emails, I'm talking about like your sales emails. So what I want you to kind of think about is that like there are going to be activities that you can change, but you can't be changing all the time. And so maybe what makes sense is that you change something and you let it run for three months and then you, you watch the results and say, okay, this is what it did. It helped us get to from X to Y. If you're able to track it, those are things that can, you know, that you can do now, but you can track later and measure against it. And those are the type of activities that you're looking to try to, to do and figure out. So you prioritize things more in the middle piece of your, of like, you know, what you got to do. Now, if it's something else like, Hey, it would be really cool if we had something like this, or can you make help me write some LinkedIn posts? Okay. Let me, let me just kind of like, think about this and you can make the argument like, Hey, one post can get a sale and no post can get you, you know, and if you haven't been posting for, you know, ever, then nothing's changing. So if, if like sales comes to you and says, Hey, we, we want you to to help us create a bunch of LinkedIn content so we can post daily. Okay, that's awesome. But like, I don't have time to do that. So if you don't have time to do that, then guess what? You need to reprioritize your activities. You need to rethink what you're doing. And so if you don't have time for that, you just gotta tell your team, be like, listen guys, if you want this to happen, you gotta meet me 90% of the way. You've gotta do the research yourself. You gotta write the content in this. I'll give you the outline. I'll give you the framework to help you do it, but you've gotta put in the work. And usually what that does is that it probably pisses some people off. Like, well, you're marketing, you're supposed to be doing this. Not really. There are some things that should be met like, Hey, I've done most of the work. Can you help me get to like the, over the 10% mark? 
And marketing is probably like, yeah, I can totally help you with that. But whenever it's like, hey, I just need you to do this, that becomes more challenging because all of a sudden you're taking marketing creativity from where they're focused on is right now and you're asking them to move everything over to something completely different. And that's very hard. Like think of it like this. Imagine if you had to do sales over the phone and then the next 10 minutes you had to do sales in person and then the next 10 minutes you had to do sales in Zoom and then the next 10 minutes, like, and it kept changing all the time versus a consistent flow of like, I just call, I work the leads, we make appointments, like, et cetera. Like there's like a certain system and process. You start breaking things up, it makes things very challenging. And so what I'm, what I'm trying to kind of share here is, is that if you're a marketing leader or even if you're a sales leader, like you need to get used to prioritizing effectively and adapting quickly. So you gotta start seeing like, okay, these activities that we've been doing, they have not been working. We need to pivot and change. They have not been impacting and influencing revenue. We need to pivot and change. And those are things that I look at all the time. So, you know, I'll probably do a separate podcast about this, you know, this particular activity, but I'll give you a quick little story here is that we launched a new email campaign um, and I won't go into detail what it is, but this new email campaign, we just recently launched it. We started working on this the end of December, beginning of January. Like we wrote content for this, we found an email designer to design everything. We paid this email designer to start kind of putting, you know, to kind of create all this content. And this new email series just launched, oh man, last week. So it took almost three months from like strategy of like how this is gonna look like outlined to like it being launched. And because we put that time into it, we've already gotten two sales within like minutes of those things going out, those two emails going out, we've already gotten two sales. Automatically, like they didn't even talk to the sales team, like they, they purchased online. That's what I, I, like it was a non-touch transaction, what we call it. But where I'm coming from is, is that like, we evaluated some things and then we would make pivots and changes and we would quickly watch. And so right now I'm watching these emails now on a daily basis as they go out I'm evaluating how they perform. And if they're not doing well, if like, if like the click-through rates are really low, then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna evaluate the email. Like, all right, do we need to change the subject line? Probably not because that doesn't affect click-through rate. Do we need to change the content within the, the email? Okay, let's see where are they clicking. They're clicking here, but they're not clicking here. Okay, that's interesting. Let's see where it's going to, where's the disconnect, like that sort of stuff. And so you start researching and you start digging in and, and then you start adapting and pivoting and changing directions based off of what your findings are. And it's okay to be like, man, we made a mistake here. This wasn't working very well. So the idea here is, is that I think it's a competitive advantage that you see these things that are not doing well and you'd be like, fuck it, let's just change directions and, and go this direction, but make sure you have thought it out. And you don't have to have everything planned out. You don't have to be like, all right, this is plan A. And if this is a work, this is plan B. And if this is a work, this is plan C. Like you don't have to have all that thought out. What you have to do is you have to have plan A. And you have to have a very strong plan A. And if plan A doesn't work, you need to evaluate the data and then make a hypothesis of why it didn't work. And then you go and create a new plan, go to plan B. And then you just continue that until you hit something. And, and if you're like, well, how do you know if it's gonna be successful? Set some sort of you know crazy hypothetical goal. Be like, okay, the goal is just to get one sale, just to see if it works. 
And we're doing this. Like we just recently launched a webinar. And so my goal was like, I, I set the bar too high. I thought we'd be getting more registrations, but the target, the, the audience that we're targeting is, is not typically the ones that would probably be converting at the moment. So we're just kind of testing everything out, but the content is good. And so, all right. So then what I started doing is I, I launched this webinar email series to kind of invite people. We got like a few registrations here and there. And then I'm like, okay, something's wrong with the email. It's not, it's not hitting. Maybe it's too long. I don't know. So then I then changed the email link. I did an AB, AB test. So I kept the original one and then I did a new one that was shorter, more concise and to the point. And then I also changed the name of the actual webinar. So that see if that worked. Well, that got us immediately some registrations like instantaneously. I'm like, all right, cool. That's really awesome. So then now we're going to be watching how these people attend. And if they start attending the webinar, then we're going to start evaluating how that goes. And then when they start attending, are they going to start, you know, converting into paid leads? So where I'm coming from is that like this, this, this webinar, once we figure out the right formula, this activity is going to be something that can basically be put on autopilot in the near future. But right now, like I had to build certain pieces out of this and it took me 12, it took me, no, 13 months to launch this webinar when it was my goal to launch it like by month two or three. And I'm kind of happy we didn't do that because there were so many things that we had to focus on before. But I, I basically dropped that down the priority list of having a webinar because we needed to fix all these other things, top of funnel, making sure we were, you know, getting the right email messages out, making sure things were working here, like all these other activities. And so in the background, I started working on the webinar piece. I started building like last September, um, building out a webinar series, like webinar training. That was very intriguing. And like, and then I would test it out at these actual events and people were like, man, this was really good. I, I need a vehicle wrap. And so I wasn't even pitching vehicle wraps. It was funny. And so anyways, like, but these were things I was testing in the background while I was still putting priority in these other areas. And then as I got better at refining this webinar, I'm like, okay, I think it's ready to go on a, like a true webinar, like, like, you know, like a zoom webinar as opposed, as opposed to like an actual seminar event where you, you teach somebody. And so then we had to work on this email piece and there was a lot of tech that we needed to fix. And so there was like, I didn't put a ton of priority towards it, but I was like, I was fixing some things and I'm like, okay, if it's broken, it's just a few people that have to email to like, let them know, like, it's very easy. Now that we're getting things working correctly, now it's like, okay, we get to make this a little bit higher priority because we're getting people signing up. We're getting automated emails going out. We're gonna have, we have this webinar nail, like there's things that have to go. So the priority goes up a little bit higher. You learning how to prioritize and learning how to like put your, like, you know, quickly make a, a, a decision and pivot and move is a competitive advantage as a leader and also as a, and, and as a company, okay? So don't discount the fact that like, when people come to you and they say, I need this done, I need this done, this done, don't discount the fact they're just saying no. Like, and, and, and if that becomes an issue, Sit down with your with your leader that, that you report to and be like, hey, these are the things that are a priority right now, but not everything can be a priority. Can you help me reprioritize what's more important for the company? And put them on the spot. This is not being rude, 
because they're the CEO or they're the, 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 the VP or, or whatever that is. Like they're your leader. So ask them like, what's more important for you and the company? Because I can't do all of these activities and then have expectations that all of them get done by the end of the week, end of the month or whatever that is. So where do you think we can reprioritize stuff? Like, do you want me to knock this thing out? Do you want me to knock this thing out? Do you want me to cross this one out? Like, what would you like me to do? Will you help me reprioritize? That's one way of approaching it. Another way, if, you've, if you operate autonomously, which is what I basically have, and there are times whenever I will, you know, talk to my team, be like, this can't happen this week, guys. Like, this is not gonna happen. It won't happen probably for the next two or three weeks. And I'll be straight with them and they can be mad all they want. But sometimes, you know, you have other things that are gonna be driving. So at the moment right now for this week, I've had some things that were kind of important at the beginning that got pushed down to the bottom because we have this press release. <coughs> I can't tell you about it, but we have this press release that we're getting re ready to launch. And we have all these activities that we wanted to also do to kind of promote the press release as well too on our social media page, blogs, etc. And so this is taken priority because we get to build all this stuff out. And so since this is priority, everything else kind of drops to the wayside and it's okay. I just basically make it very clear to everybody in my team. Be like, listen guys, like don't ask me for X, Y, and Z because this is where my focus is right now. All right. So what I wanted to kind of really do is just kind of share the importance of prioritizing and, and adapting and, and quickly pivoting because I do believe that's going to make you a better marketing leader, no matter whether you're in the facility space, property space, or any industry, to be quite honest, that helps you because that shows that you know how to like shift and maneuver. And you need to start learning how to do this yourself. Like I said, like sometimes if you just don't know how to actually prioritize yourself personally, look at what impacts revenue more. Because I can tell you right now, there are two things that your CEO cares about the most. Your CEO cares about revenue and the story. Those are the two things, revenue and the story. Revenue because that pays the bills and makes everybody money. It makes everyone happy, okay? And the story that's being told about their company because if the story is not being told well about their company, that puts them in the bad light. If you can do those two things for your company and always say, okay, as long as my activities drive revenue and tells the right story, these are gonna be priority. And then slowly things can start shifting up based off of like where they are from there. All right, so I hope that kind of helps. Um, three things at the end of my podcast I always ask for. Number one, please give us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Number two, connect with me on LinkedIn. You can find me on linkedin.com slash in slash Jr. And then number three, please share this podcast with somebody else. Um, we're looking at, you know, this podcast continues to grow. We've got a ton of listeners. We've got a ton of downloads over the past few months. It's exciting to see the growth of this podcast and, and just seeing where this has kind of been going. So your help makes this podcast grow the industry, okay? Because my goal is to help other aspiring marketers or even you know IFMs and, and, and PMs learn how to market in a way that is gonna be really, like, like set them, that's gonna be distinguishable, that's gonna set them apart from their competition where they're no longer trying to market against another company, but they're marketing because they have a cool story that people wanna be a part about, all right? All right, so thanks a lot. Have a great day. All right, guys. Thanks for taking a listen to our facility management marketing podcast, Secrets. Uh, this is your host, Javier Lozano Jr. 
One other ask I've got for you guys is, is to subscribe to our email list. You can go to bouldermediasolutions.com slash email, and that way you can get updates on some marketing trends that I'm seeing, uh, some strategies that I'm executing, and more importantly, I'll be actually launching some webinars and training that's gonna help your company use marketing strategies to essentially grow your business. Uh, we'll be doing some training, uh, offering some courses, that sort of stuff. So you can always unsubscribe to that email list. It's no big deal. It's not gonna hurt my feelings this is more for facility managers i'm sorry facility management companies that want to grow their business by using marketing all right guys thanks a lot and have a great one